Venerable sisters, brothers and sisters Nadama Sukihotu, I'm Suyin from BMSMYS and welcome to uh, this uh, Awareness of Dharma in Daily Drama series with Bhante Nyaninda. Uh, right, so we will start off today's sessions with requesting for three refuge and five precepts. Then we will have a meditation sessions and then afterwards we will have a this Q&A and also sharing sessions. So without further ado, let us now invite Brother Ting Yuan to request for two refuge and five precepts from Bhante Nyaninda. Hello everyone, let's request three refuge and five precepts from Bhante. Aham Bhante, Ti Saradena Saha, Bancha Silam, Damaya Chami, Anugaham Kava Silam, Detame Bhante. Dutiyampi aham bante, ti saranena saha bancha silam, damaya chami anugaham kavasilam, teta me bante, tatiyampi aham bante, ti saranena saha bancha silam, damaya chami anugaham kavasilam, teta me bante. Yamahang wadami tam wadeta. Amabante. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato sama sambuddhasa. 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 Buddham saranam gachami. Buddham saranam gachami. Dhammam saranam gachami. Dhammam saranam gachami. Sanghang saranam gachami. Sanghang saranam gachami. Dutiyampi buddham saranam gachami. Dutiyampi Buddham Saranam Gachami. Dutiyampi Dhammang Saranam Gachami. 
Dutiampi Dhammam Saranam Gachami Dutiampi Sangam Saranam Gachami Dutiampi Sanghang Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Buddhang Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Buddham Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Dhammang Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Dhammam Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Sanghang Saranam Gachami Tatiampi Sanghang Saranam Gachami Pisaranina Gamanang Paripunang Amabante Panati Pata Viramani Sikapadang Samadiyami Panati Pata Viramani Sikapadang Samadiyami Adina Dana Viramani Sikapadang Samadiyami Adina Dana Viramani Sikapadang Samadiyami Kamesu Micha Chara Viramani Sikapadang Samadiyami Kame sumichachara veramani sikapadam samadiyami. Musawada veramani sikapadam samadiyami. Musawada veramani sikapadam samadiyami. Suramaraya majapamadatana veramani sikapadam samadiyami. Suramiraya Majapamadatana Veramani Sikapadam Samadhyami Idame Silang Asawa Kayawahang Hotu Idame Silam Asavaka Hayavaham Hotu Idame Silang Nibanasa Pachayo Hotu Idame Silam Nibanasa Pachayo Hotu Pisaranena Saha Pancha Silang Damang Sadukang Katwa Pamadena Sampadeta Amabante Sadu 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 Okay, we'll start with the meditation. Today I want to do slightly same but slightly different I have been, in all my Dhamma sharing, I have been sharing with you all, I guess, two main important points. One is that we have this innate natural happiness wisdom that we are born with. You can see it from a kid, from a child. And second one is all our experience come from the projection of thoughts. So if you don't get lost in your thoughts, actually, this too is linked because if you don't get lost in your thoughts, you will be back into your natural innate state. And I call these two a description of the truth, which means that it's not a method, not something for you to do. Okay, But the problem is most of us, including myself, we are always lost in our thoughts. So how, how do we not get lost in the thoughts? So today I want to because I've got an idea a few days ago. So I want to use the meditation that we do normally to guide us to this um, natural, unconditional love that we have inside us. Okay, But be patient. Different people will take different uh, amount of time to really get in touch with this natural, innate peace and happiness. But it's in us. Okay, If you... The fastest way is look at babies. Okay, so if you if you 
after all the techniques that I share with you tonight, which we will do again and again every Friday night, um, you are still not touching it, no problem. Just look at babies, you will get a glimpse of it immediately. So, okay. So, I will divide our meditation into four main groups, and I call it DROP, D-R-O-P, okay? The first one, D is for discharging or grounding because all of us live in our head, thinking head, so it's to discharge ground by feeling the body. So that's D. R is to reconnect back into our feeling. We do that by doing the metta. O is to be one with our environment, to accept whatever is happening to us. We will do sound meditation for that. And P is to dwell in the infinite possibilities, space. So we do space at the end, okay? So we'll start. So what we do is, the first one is body meditation, which you just drop all your thinking mind into the body, like just, just drop, totally drop and feel the body, okay? Really feel the body, not, not thinking or feeling the body, but really feel. If you can't, then you can either rub your hands or whatever, or put your hands on your body to really feel the body, okay? So just feel the, the solidity of the body, the groundedness of the body, just feel whatever sensations you have in the body. Just be with the body. Don't control any sensations. If any sensations in the body change by itself, it's okay, but just feel. Feel whatever sensations you have in the body. Be with whatever sensations. Doesn't matter whatever sensations that come up. It could be tingling sensations, itchy, warm, hot, cold, tense, sharp, numb. Don't even label it. Just be whatever sensations in the body. Stay with the raw sensations, totally relax into it. Don't judge. Not judging any sensation is kindness. Just be with it like a good friend, being with, with you, allowing the sensations to be as it is. If you have any distract, distracting thoughts, don't chase it away. Just let it come and go. So whatever sensations you feel in the body, don't suppress it. Don't indulge in it. Don't run away. Don't use anything to change it. Just be with it. As you be with any sensations, because it's impermanent, it will change. If it doesn't change, it's okay. If it changes, it's okay. 
totally be with the body. Really feel the body. This will help us move from getting stuck in the thinking brain down to the body, dropping down to the whole body. Okay, to help us more, we will do the normal body scan from head to toes. This also will help us to really feel the body. So start by just aware of any sensations on the head. The key thing again is awareness here. Regardless of whatever meditation we do, awareness is the most important key. Aware of any sensations on the head, any tingling, tense sensation, tight sensation, sharp sensation. Move down to the face. Vibrating sensation, pulsating, any sensation. Don't you have to label them? Just aware and be with it. Any sensations on the face? From the face, move to the back of the head. Aware of any body sensations on the head, uh, back of the head. Tightness, tension, numbness, cooling, heat, warm, any sensations at all. Or even sensations that you can't give any name to, it's okay. Now move down to the neck. Again, any sensations on the neck?
sharpness, tingling, tightness. Just aware, don't have to do anything. Just be with the sensation. Not judging, not controlling, not trying to change. From the neck, move down to the chest. Any sensations on the chest, just aware, be with the sensation. Once we are able to be with the sensations, we are already present. We are here now and now. Move down to the abdomen. Any sensations, maybe heavy sensations. Or soft sensation. Tingling, sharp. Move back up to the shoulders. Tightness, tension, hardness, heaviness, any. Actually, don't have to label, just know. Move down to the hands, to the arms. Elbows. To the wrists and fingers. Really feel each part of the body. If you don't have any sensations, you can't feel any sensations, just aware of that part of the body. Move to the back of the body. Hardness, coolness, warm, heat, Tinkling, sharp sensations, any sensations at all, just be, be with the body. And move down to the buttock. Feel there may be heaviness. Softness, 
or any other sensations, just aware. Just be with the sensations. From the buttock, move to the thighs, move the thighs. Any aware of any sensations there? It could be vibratory, pulsating sensations, tingling, softness. Move to the knees, both the knees, just aware of any sensations on knees. Could be sharp sensations, tinkling, heart sensations, tense. Whatever sensations, just be with it. Don't have to indulge, run away, suppress or change it. From the knees, move down to the rest of the legs until the sole of the feet. Feel especially the sole of the feet touching the ground, the floor, if you are sitting down on the chair. If you are sitting on the floor, the two legs touching on the floor, just aware of the contact. Just be with the sensation. Okay, we have finished this part on what I call discharging or dropping or grounding, where we can ground our body so that we are not lost in our thoughts. Next, we will do the reconnecting with our emotions or feelings. So just put your awareness, your attention on your heart. First, feel whatever feelings or emotions that you have now. Because our innate, unconditional happiness and love is covered by many different layers of emotion. So first, 
feel whatever emotions that you have now. Do not suppress, ignore, indulge, or force the current feeling to change. Just be with the feeling like a good friend being with us when we need the company of a friend. Whatever feeling that arise, don't judge it, just be with it. Feeling as in emotion. Now, try to recollect our childlike, happy, without reason nature. When we are a child, we could be happy without reason. We have this carefree, innocence, trusting, non-judgmental nature in us. A sort of playfulness. So try to recollect this feeling. At the same time, put a smile in your heart a smile in your face, in your muscles, your bones. Try to relax into this childlike nature. If you can't find it, it's okay. Just be with whatever feeling that you have now. But in our mind, try to reconnect with the carefree nature, which is definitely in all of us deep down. A very gentle nature. If you still have difficulty, you can think of the happiest moment in your life, but don't go into the story. Just capture the emotion. Just any peaceful feeling will do. Okay. Now allow this good energy, our natural peace, calm, happiness to flow up to the whole chest, the whole shoulders, hands, putting a smile in the whole chest, whole shoulders, whole hands, flowing up to the neck, the head, putting a smile in every part of this body, in every cell, wishing every single cell to reconnect with our natural innate happiness, love, calm, so that it's healthy and strong.
Similarly, allow this good energy to flow down to the abdomen, the buttock, the legs, wishing every single cell to reconnect to the innate calmness, happiness, peace, to be strong, to be at ease, to be well and happy. Continue to allow, uh, expand your attention to include all the people that you respect. Wishing each and every one of them to reconnect to their innate happiness, love, calm and peace. to be well and happy, to be strong. Continue to expand attention to include all the people that you love, family members, relatives, friends, wishing each and every one of them to reconnect to their natural calm and peace and love. Visualize a smile in their heart, a smile in their face. Continue to expand to include all the other people, people that we meet at work, at market, supermarket, our neighbors, people who take care of our electricity, water, people who take care of our rubbish collection, farmers, wishing each and every one of them to reconnect to their natural calm, peace, happiness, love, to be well and happy. Visualize a smile in their face, in their heart. Continue to expand your attention to include all beings, all unseen beings, all devas, all dharma protectors, guardian deities. All animals, wishing each and every one of them to be well, happy, healthy, to reconnect to their original natural calm and peace. Wishing them to be healthy, strong, at ease.
May all beings be well and happy. Okay, next, we will do the being one with whatever that's happening uh, to us. So just pay attention to whatever sound that comes at the background. Whatever sound there is, just be whatever sound there is. Without labeling, without judging. Any sound that arises, just be with the sound. If there are thoughts, there's no problem with the thoughts. Don't get rid of the thoughts. Just let the thoughts come and go. Try not to add any secondary thoughts. Like thinking about the thought. Just let the thoughts come and go, come and go. But pay attention to the sound. Just be with the sound without indulging in it, without suppressing or pushing it away. From sound, we move to smell. Just be with whatever smell that comes through the nose. without judging, without suppressing, without differentiating. Just be whatever smell that comes. From the smell, we move to taste. Just aware of any taste in your mouth. It could be food from dinner, coffee, tea, or any taste that's lingering. No need to label, no need to judge. Just be with whatever taste.
Next, slowly, if you close your eyes, slowly open the eyes and be with whatever you see in front of you without judging, without labeling, without discriminating. Just be with whatever you see in front of you. It could be the computer, it could be the phone, it could be the table, but without labeling, just be with whatever. Okay, we have finished being one with whatever that's happening to us. The last one, very simple space, just aware of the space in front of you, the space between you and the computer or space between you and the phone or space between two furnitures in your room. Just aware of space. Space has infinite possibilities. Just be with the space. Space also has this unknown factor which allows all possibilities to come up. Okay, just feel the body and we have finished our meditation for today. Any questions that you have on this meditation first? You can, each of it you can do for one minute. And I really encourage you all to uh, do many times in the day. No need long time it's important to, the frequency is important. Like the first one grounding, you can do for even 30 seconds, but many times a day, like every time in your day, pause and feel the body, ground the body. You actually, when you feel your body, you actually, I don't know about you, for me, quite often I feel like a lot of energy up here in the head because we use our head to think a lot. So just feel from neck down more. So this is what I call dropping or grounding or discharging. Then the next one, feel your heart and be whatever emotion. If you can touch that childlike nature in you, that's great. If you can't just be with whatever emotion, this one also can do in 30 seconds or less than a minute. So also frequent many times a day. No need very long. And the next one, being with just being with whatever sound, whatever taste, whatever um, smell, whatever sight, also you can do in 30 seconds. And the last one, space when you're reading things, instead of reading the alphabets, just pay some attention on the space between letters. So all four can do in uh, 30 seconds. So tailor-made for modern busy people like you all. Okay, 
Um, any questions on this? No, no, I will. Uh, I will explain more on this thing. But before that, I want to do one more exercise. Okay. Um, there's two ways we can get. For me, I don't know about how, because I didn't really personally talk to a lot of people. I don't know how, how many of you have this. When I was uh, in university, quite often I have my whole head is like uh, energy is stuck in the head. It's what they call, now I know there's a term called brain fog. Like you can't think, like totally you feel pressure up in the head. It could be two things, one, too much thinking, so your mental energy is up there. Or another thing, it could be um, the, what they call the chi or the subtle energy is stuck up there, okay? And how to bring this down? Recently, I, I um, learned from one, you can say Tibetan, yeah, Vajrayana, who do this, who have two techniques for bringing down this chi, or they call it in, in uh, maybe Sanskrit or Pali, uh, Sanskrit prana down. Okay, so this one, not too difficult. One, one way is when you, the key thing, first thing is to be aware. If you're not aware, you can't do anything. Okay, first, you have to be aware that, that's why, try to have more and more awareness of your body throughout the day. When you're aware that you have this energy or chi stuck there, just be with it. When you're be, you being a good friend with it, be with it, somehow by itself, it will dissolve, it will change. That's called the automatic way to solve it. But if that doesn't work, another way that helps is to invite the chi, the energy down when you breathe down. So this one has a few steps. First is aware, again, aware of this chi or pressure in your head. Then breathe down to the navel. Feel your breathing go navel and out the side. This one, I think I'm, I have shared with you the, uh, the uh, I forgot what you call it, the uh, Maxstrom. It's this to do with breathing, okay? So breathe out the abdomen of the expansive sideways. And then when breathe down and then you invite this energy that's stuck there, the chi to come down together with the breath. This one, not by feeling. You, you just in, in your mind, invite it down. If it doesn't come down, it's okay. You just invite it down and allow it familiarize with the energy back in your navel and then keep doing this. That means aware of whatever energy that's stuck in your head, breathe down in to the navel, side out, and then invite the energy to come down and feel the energy in the navel. After a while, when you get used to it, familiarize it you know, 10 times, 20 times slowly, um, you will help to solve this Chi getting stuck in the head. This one happens, uh, I, I guess, 
I don't know about meditators now, when I was meditating 20, 30 years ago, because we focus a lot, a lot of us focus on the breath without too serious, too, too hard. And then we get this, often we get this chi on the head. And it's very contradictory because meditation is supposed to relax and make us you know, more relaxed and carefree. But a lot of us got more tense when we meditate. That's because we did it the wrong way. And then to solve this, this is one way, okay? I wasn't taught this way. I think this is a very helpful way to solve this. Okay, now any, quite more, any questions on meditation before I sum up? No, okay. The slide please, Ding Yuan. Oh, that's quick, okay. So uh, drop, this is the one that I was explaining to you. First, discharge the tension by grounding uh, the body. So feel the body to, to ground the body. Then the meta is to recover the carefree childlike peace with the love inside us, the, that sparkling. Actually, all of us have when we were, when we were kids. But when we grow up, we start to discriminate. Okay, when we are a baby, there's no discrimination between you and me. When we grow up, our parents start to tell, oh, you are Nyaninda or you are, you know, Aheng, I am daddy. Slowly you have this separation. Useful for working in the world, but um, it creates a layer of uh, blockage for awakening to the truth. Also, because your parents got to motivate you to study hard, so every time you do well in your study, it will hug you and give you more love. When you don't do well, maybe reprimand you. And it seems that you have this wrong idea then that I can only get love when I do well. Love has to be earned. But actually love and happiness is already with us. Baby already has. So we are being programmed the wrong program. So now we have to recover back that childlike program that all of us already have. Nothing wrong with the education. It's just that it's not balanced with the heart. We train our thinking mind, but we never train the emotion. Okay, so that's R. Then O, just be with whatever. We can accept whatever that happens at this moment. Then we can create what is not there in the next moment. And it's very powerful if you can accept. Okay, I will talk more about it later on if I have time. Third is, uh, fourth one is the possibility. If you keep looking at space, you will slowly be able to aware of the space between two thoughts. And slowly, you won't get lost in thoughts so much also. So by being aware of space, you, be, you can give yourself much more possibility, not limit to what you already know. We always want to find solution from whatever problem we have in our life, from what we already know. But your, what you already know is limited. There is infinite information out there. Okay, next slide, please. So... Just now I say being with whatever is, only by accepting what is happening to you at this moment, you can create what is yet to happen in the next moment. So this is very important. But one more thing about awareness, it's very important for us to be aware of our body, what's happening, and aware of our feeling because we can, not only for awakening, for Nibbana, for seeing the truth, but also to be able to recognize what's happening to our body. Why is it important is um, 
okay, digress a bit, is that for me, I, I used to always um, envy those people who don't really need to sleep. There are a lot of people who sleep two, three hours or maybe three, four hours a day and they can take a lot of stress. I can't, you know, my, my life is always, I'm very lucky. In fact, you know, I feel that in my karma, I, in my work, I never get a lot of stress, but there are people who love living with stress. They just, you know, 24 hours tiger next to them. It's like there's a tiger next to them and they love it. And they sleep, you know, four, five hours a day. Until recently, I realized that, you know, it, it's, if you really like this kind of lifestyle, maybe it's good, but it's not sustainable, okay? So you, you have to choose. So there's two cases I give you that shows that, yeah, it seems that you know, the, the body, the mind can be trained to be very powerful, but our body cannot sustain. Why it cannot sustain is our body is very powerful, very strange in the sense that our liver you can spoil it up to 70% and it can still function like normal. Our heart also, you can spoil it more than 50, 60%. You can still function as if it is normal. But any more percentage after that, maybe you collapse and bye-bye. So two cases, one is uh, both are friends of my brother. One, just call him this uh, ex-classmate of my brother, A. He got a brother who is a doc medical doctor who always teased the younger brother because the medical doctor brother has a very successful clinic and he only sleeps three, four hours a day, doing very well. You know? And he's always teased the younger brother because find the younger brother needs to sleep seven, eight hours like me. It's like, why you need to sleep so much? And this older brother, I think it was last year, a few years ago, before COVID, one day he was just sitting in the living room, got up, collapsed, heart attack and died. And it's only about maybe 50. So the body cannot sustain. It looks like you can do it. And my youngest brother's ex-schoolmate recently also, a guy who loves stress, I was told, and uh, went for a checkup. Before Chinese New Year, the doctor says, you know, something might be wrong with your heart, be careful. Maybe after Chinese New Year, you know, do a major checkup. But first day of Chinese New Year already, suddenly heart, very painful. But before that, he has no problem. Very active, very strong, looks very healthy. First day Chinese New Year, heart problem. Emergency sent to hospital. Immediately detected three blockages, 90% blockage did a heart bypass a few days later, complications pass away. So our body, you need to be aware to be sensitive, then only you can detect that. Otherwise we can override the sensitivity. So awareness is important, not just for awakening, but also for, for knowing what's wrong with your body. And the body will be able to recover if, you're, if, you're, if you know what your awareness is here. So that's why it's very important. Okay, next slide, please. Sorry, bit digression. Okay, this is another important thing that I feel that has to stress that the aim of meditation is not to have no thoughts, but to be able to be with whatever thoughts, allowing the thoughts to come and go. 
when I say to be revived, it doesn't mean you indulge in the thoughts, got lost in the thoughts, but it's also not to push thoughts away. Thoughts sometimes just come automatically. Okay, I somehow, no one told me this. I have this, I don't blame anyone, but I have this wrong idea that it has to have zero thoughts when you meditate. This way we will have this, we'll try keeping, keep pushing thoughts away. The more you push thoughts away, the more thoughts come. If you can be with just whatever thoughts there is, they will come and go by itself. And there are some automatic thoughts you can't you know, do anything. It just you know, be with it. And then it will, because thoughts are impermanent. Next slide, please. Okay, this one for your daily awareness. Please try to remember this. Stop. Once in a while, stop whatever you're doing. Take a look at your breath or body. Just aware of your breath or body so that you bring your mind back to your breath or body. Observe what's happening. Then proceed what you are, with what you are doing. So try to have this pause or stop many times in a day. Next slide, please. Okay, awareness is very uh, important to change, to make our mind present and sharp. But surprisingly, research done by Professor Amishi Jao, she's an expert on attention, on working on memory, attention, and mindfulness. You just need 12 minutes a day. So you don't need a lot of your time. If you just spend 12 minutes a day practicing mindfulness of either breath or body, just this awareness, it's enough to make the mind sharp. So actually, just a little bit of training, but you need training, okay? This awareness is something that you need training to get this awareness. You're not, I think very few people are born with it. Okay, next slide, please. Okay, this is, um, I want to show you a video on this, but I will explain first. Okay, so awareness, that video you, have, you all have seen before, but I like the video because awareness not only helps us to make the mind sharper, it can break habit also, including anxiety habit. I think most of us have this problem of anxiety, but other habits also it can break. So when you what you do is when you have anxiety or any other feelings, anger, whatever, most of us, what we do is we push it away. Okay. Instead of pushing it away, just aware with it and explore with curiosity without judgment. Curiosity is the key thing. Okay. And this is the thing I keep encouraging you all in your everyday drama. Also explore with curiosity what dharma I can see in this drama. So same when you have anxiety, sadness, anger, whatever, or even overeating, when you want to keep eating, explore with curiosity at that moment that you have this urge to overeat. And ask yourself to feeling, what am I getting out of this worry? This one extra step you can do. But the key thing is to be with the feeling. Then if you can, you can ask, what can I get um, with, what am I getting out of this worry? Aware that it's not helping. It's making us worse. If you worry, it's not helping you. No, it's not going to make things better. Then instead of fighting the anxiety, don't fight with it. What you resist persists. Try to change your relationship with it by not treating as a sign that you have to do something or by identifying with the anxiety as in I am 
I am anxious person, I'm an ang angry person, I'm anger, I'm anxiety and so on. Instead, just be with the feeling, with curiosity, aware that anxiety is just sensation coming and going. Okay, you'll be surprised they did research by just doing these steps again and again, of course, they can reduce anxiety by 67%. And in terms of, they have this treatment factor. That means if they use medicine, out of 5%, 5.2%, only 1% effective. But when they use this technique, every 1.6%, 1% effective. That's how effective it is. So actually, by knowing how the mind works, we reduce uncertainty. Because anxiety is partly uncertainty. You are worried what's going to happen and so on. You're anxious. But when you see this anxiety is not helping and uncertainty is not a bad thing, actually uncertainty gives us infinite possibility. Then it will break this habit. Okay. And you can use to break smoking habit, uh, overeating habit and so on. Next slide, please. Okay, so to break any habits, according to this, this research is done by Dr. Jude Brewer. I will show you a video after that by him, Dr. Jude Brewer. Um, according to him, it takes only 10 to 15 times awareness to change our eating habit. And I guess same with other habits. So same, what you do is aware that you're already full, aware that the awful feeling of being too full, aware of the good feeling of not, eating too much if when you are not eating too much. And you do the same with smoking or drinking. They make the people who smoke to be aware of the, the smell of the smoking. Actually, smokers don't really, they are reprogrammed since young that is very cool, very nice, very relaxing to smoke, but they are not aware of the smell, the taste. And when this program, when they make them aware each time, only takes 10 or 15 times to make them aware they don't want to smoke anymore because it tastes terrible. Same with drinking. And uh, you will realize that those somehow, I, I also don't understand because uh, I remember when I, uh, when I go to Australia, that was the first time on the plane, I have this curiosity. Okay, this is maybe not so good curiosity um, to want to know why people like to drink alcohol. So in the plane, I don't know about now, last time in the plane, you can order whatever alcohol. So I order every single alcohol and try. All of them taste terrible. So I don't understand how people can, but I guess people are sometimes not aware. So when you're drinking aware of it, then I presume you won't, uh, you won't get into a habit of uh, smoking and so on. Okay, next slide, please. So they have this acronym also to help. This acronym is uh, used by Dr. Jude Brewer and also by Tara Bhak, which is a, a meditation, Buddhist meditation teacher. She used a lot this acronym RAIN, which is whatever that's happening, you recognize without labeling. That means let's say you, if you are, have this urge to smoke or you are smoking, just, or you are overeating, just aware, recognize it without labeling. Then, just be with that feeling. Let's say anxiety, be with that feeling without judgment and then investigate with curiosity why I have this and non, don't identify with that 
feeling like anxiety or anger or anxiousness or sadness and so on. Like non-stick Teflon, you don't identify with it. So you recognize what's going on. Um, allow without judgment, investigate with curiosity and don't identify with it. Okay, someone asked, yeah, I will send it in your WhatsApp. I will make it like the day weekly contemplation, okay? So another question someone asked is the 12 minutes a day, can it be a different time? I guess they, they didn't say in the research. So I guess there's no problem, different time to practice that 12 minutes. But I prefer same time because it strengthened the habits, but it's okay if you, you, you can't find the same time every day. I think any more slides? I think the last one, yeah, no. Then uh, please play the video. Then we have discussions. The video will show you more about, give you more concrete visual of just now that uh, breaking the habit. Why does your brain prefer cake to broccoli? This seems like a simple solution. Cake tastes better, but it's not as simple as you might think. And the real answer gives us insights into why we act certain ways and how to break bad habits. Ready to dive in? Let's start with why and how our brains form habits. The why is simple. Habits free up our brain to learn new things. Think about it. If every day you woke up in the morning and had to relearn how to walk, put your clothes on, tie your shoes, make coffee, cook food, and eat, you'd be exhausted before you even finished breakfast. Habits help us learn something once, and then we can automatically act that behavior out without thinking. Simple, right? So how are habits formed? Notice how every single action you take doesn't become a habit. Your brain has to choose what to lay down as a habit and what not to do again. How do we do this? We learn a habit based on how rewarding the behavior is. This is called reward-based learning, and it has three components, a trigger, a behavior, and a reward. Let's say you see your shoelaces untied, that's the trigger, tie your shoes, that's the behavior, and then don't trip when you walk, that's the reward. The more rewarding a behavior is, the stronger the habit. In fact, our brains set up a hierarchy of behaviors based on their reward value. The behavior with the bigger reward is the one we act out. This goes all the way back to our caveman brains that are set up to help us get the most calories we can so we can survive. For example, sugar and fat have lots of calories. So when we eat cake, part of our brain thinks calories, survival. So we start to prefer cake over broccoli. Our brains remember which foods are more rewarding, which is why our parents never served dessert at the same time as dinner. Given a choice, we'd fill up on cake before we ate our vegetables. But it's not just calories that count. Our brains also learn the reward value of people, of places, and things. For example, Think back to all of the birthday parties you went to as a kid. Your brain combines all of that information, the taste of the cake as well as all the fun you had with your friends, the presents, and the ice cream, of course. All of this information goes into a single composite reward value. And this reward value gets reinforced with each party we go to. 
When you are grown up and see a piece of cake, you don't have to relearn what cake tastes like or remember any of the fun from the times you ate it. The association you learned as a kid kicks in. You just know that eating cake makes you feel good and it triggers that automatic and habitual response to eat it. Think of learning a habit as set and forget. Set the reward value and forget about the details. This is also why it's so hard to break bad habits. If you're trying to cut down on automatically eating every piece of cake you see, what is the standard advice that you get? Well, use your willpower and just don't eat it. Think of all the calories and what? Think your way out of eating? This might work sometimes, but more often than not, in the long run, it fails. Why? That's not how our brains work. To change a behavior, you can't just focus on the behavior itself. You have to address the felt experience of the rewards of the behavior. If it were as easy as thinking our way out of a behavior, we'd just tell ourselves to stop smoking, stop eating cake, stop yelling at our kids when we're stressed or whatever, and it would work. But it doesn't. The only sustainable way to change a habit is to update its reward value. That's why it's called reward-based learning after all. So how do we update reward values and break bad habits? One simple ingredient, awareness. To change a habit, our brains need new information so they can see that whatever the value that they had learned in the past is outdated. By paying attention to the results of the behavior in the present moment, we can jolt our brain out of habit autopilot and see and feel exactly how rewarding or unrewarding it is for us right now. This new information resets the reward value on that old habit and moves better behaviors into automatic mode. Here's an example. In our Craving to Quit program, we don't tell users to force themselves to stop smoking or that smoking's bad for them. They already know this. Instead, we teach people to pay attention when they smoke. Most people start smoking when they're a teenager, so they've laid down a strong reward value for cigarettes, being young and cool at school, rebelling against their parents, all of that. We have them pay attention when they smoke so they can see how rewarding smoking is for them right now. What do they notice? After doing this exercise, someone in our program commented, smells like stinky cheese and tastes like chemicals. Yuck. Did you notice how this person paid attention? They weren't thinking, oh, smoking's bad for me. They brought awareness to their experience of smoking as they were doing it, noticing the smell and tasting the chemicals in cigarettes. Yeah, smoking tastes like crap when we actually pay attention. This kind of awareness helps us reset the reward value in our brain, which in turn helps us break that habit. Can awareness really help us change deeply ingrained habits? We wondered the same thing, so we actually did the scientific studies to see for ourselves. In our Eat Right Now program, where people use an app-based mindfulness training to learn to pay attention when eating, we built in a craving tool to measure exactly how rewarding certain eating behaviors are. The craving tool has them pay careful attention as they overeat or eat a certain type of food so that their brain can accurately update the reward value. We have found that it takes as few as 10 times of using the craving tool for people to update the reward value of their habitual behaviors and change their habits. In one study of our Eat Right Now program, we saw a 40% reduction in craving-related eating. Just think about this for a moment. This is huge. 
these studies show that people are no longer habitually reacting to their triggers. They don't have to force themselves to stop. They can move beyond willpower. How are they doing this? They're leveraging their brain's strength, the very same processes that set up their old habitual behaviors to break free from them. Now that you know how your brain actually works, it's time to update your approach to changing habits. Quit relying on willpower and go to the source, reward value. And don't forget, a little awareness goes a long way. Okay. So just awareness can help us do a lot of things, not just um, noticing the truth in our daily life to help awakening, also help us in, in our health, help us in breaking habits and so on. So try to uh, increase our awareness of our body, awareness of our feelings and so on in the daily life. Okay, any uh, sharing or questions, please? Anyone? If you have, uh, okay, Lee? Yeah. All right. Good evening, Bante and all here. Yeah, I would like to share my last Friday. You notice that last Friday I wasn't uh, in this class. I actually had a dinner. But what is uh, what I really want to share is that that morning, last Friday, I actually went for my my usual my usual class. That is the line dance, and I usually use uh, the tambun ampang uh, ipo. For those who know uh, that way. It's a very nice road in a, in a sense that it's surrounded by, by hills and, and all that. So I like to use that road. But the, the thing is, there is a very dangerous curve. Think of it. Just, uh, just before, the miss, if it's from Tambun, just before we arrive Ampang, just before the overhead bridge. So that morning, it was raining. It was actually raining. Uh, it was quite wet. And... Uh, most probably, I would say I, I, I would say that I was not really aware of that condition. Not to say not aware, I was in my the usual driving self. All right, uh, when come to the curve, uh, I told myself, oh, I should I should uh, apply a bit of my brake, but I didn't because I was thinking to myself I wasn't too fast and wasn't too slow either. But as I was not negotiating the the curve, my car actually skidded. Now think of it. Actually, uh, the on the, luckily there was no oncoming car. There was no car behind. It actually skidded, skidded. Uh, it's a very per, uh, perpendicular kind of curve. It actually landed opposite, landed opposite direction. And thank goodness there was, uh, it was a flat land. Think of it. If let's say, let's say it's a it's a, a ravine or something. I I I'm uh, I'm really in in bad luck. Yeah, so now, now that I think of it, is I'm very grateful that I actually landed opposite the car, actually make a curve and landed at opposite at the, at the grass weed. And what happened, of, of course, I was in great shock. I, I, I actually stopped for a while, uh, a bit of days, but I'm grateful that <clears throat> the passerby who passed the car, actually, that means he came, came running down to ask whether I'm okay. 
and also another guy also from the other direction it was still pouring a bit you know, a bit of rain they were without umbrellas and all that so he asked me i'm okay i said yeah my i, I actually skidded then you say you see whether you can start the car or not uh, i i say i then i try i say i can he said if cannot i i can help you to push and and these two guys of all is you see being malaysian these two guys are actually indians you think of it that you think of it sometimes malaysia is such a beautiful country they they are indians that but they actually they are they, they are so kind enough you say if you can't if you can't start a car we help you to push but luckily uh, i managed to drive without them pushing then after that i waved to say so like say thank you and all so so that incident when i came back because that evening itself i have dinner i'm supposed to fetch my two friends so i dare not or i in a way i didn't even uh, relate to my husband because my husband is the very kanjiong type one he will she will he will get very anxious so i didn't tell him because uh, that night itself i'm supposed to fetch my friends my two lady friends so when i fetched them because these two lady friends they are also line dancers they actually use the same road so i have to remind them i said when you negotiate this road please be careful then i told them my my my, my drama my incident so that was last week and the whole of whole of that week so happened my instructor also away so we resumed class yesterday and today yesterday I, when i drove the, the the car i was very extra careful you know so you are being aware then i realized that there are actually a lot of signs to to actually tell you that this is a very dangerous curve uh, kawasan kemalangan and all this then now i realized that oh yeah i have to be very aware very careful very careful so there was yesterday i still Start like trying to overcome the the kind of fear. I was very very slow. So today, today when I come back, I was quite okay. I was I wasn't like uh, not much bothered by by being too over anxiety. So all in all, I actually wanted to relate that. Uh, yeah, sometimes our we we take our root condition for for granted for granted, and uh, and also that because it's raining and also. So now I have from from now onwards I'm I'm actually trying to be very very careful with my driving, and also grateful that there was no oncoming cars at all. Think of it, if there are oncoming cars, I think I'm finished. But yeah, I just want to relate this incident. Yeah, okay. thank you, Sadu. Sadu, Sadu uh, very lucky. Yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes, but I guess sometimes human after a while. Maybe after another few months, you'll forget about it and then you'll forget about the awareness. I hope you don't. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Next, uh, Irene. You got to unmute. Good evening, Bante and everyone. Um, Bante, I may, may or may not sound some uh, race of foolish foolish questions uh, but then uh, I, I take the courage to ask questions huh? <laughs> okay based on just now the video that shows huh, uh, to me my understanding the awareness is like feeding knowledge uh, like whereas like cakes are not good compared to uh, vegetables broccoli so um, it's like um, feeding knowledge then we have not, to not just knowledge 
we awareness is uh, like to be, like like when they saying knowing the truth as well yeah, yeah but this and uh, this awareness is um actually being being here like i say for a cigarette smoker they are when they smoke they are not tasting the cigarette at all yeah so the, the awareness is to make them be here to taste that that cigarette so that they know that actually it stings similarly with the cake actually if you are really here not thinking back last time you were a kid we love you no know, cakes are great because party and but you really eat it you can't eat a lot because it's how do you say uh, it's very you, you can't the, the feeling yeah it's very so if you are here then you can feel but most of us somehow we are not we are half here okay it's not part of the knowledge that we have to understand deeply this is the, the background of this knowledge then this is considered awareness to individual background knowledge part of, the, part of but, awareness but our our mind is actually very powerful if we are here we know what is good for us what is not good for us right okay then i have another question uh just now monday is like talking about exploring with curiosity and then uh, saying they're asking questions like uh why am i feeling anxiety such yeah. as this so uh, i would like to ask Pante is in this way is it a self-dialogue or self-questioning to one to ourselves like question answer question answer to, our, to ourselves and then whereas with this then my thought my mind will be feeling more occupied with thoughts as well one thing and secondly i will be analyzing keep on analyzing such, such okay. going on yeah good good uh -huh. question okay so there are a few ways to do it okay one for some people um not everyone can do it for some people when they are just aware they just know this anxiety is there and it's not helping me they don't even have to question okay then like for example uh, easier to see anger okay when i'm aware of anger i can feel that my heart is very painful so i wouldn't continue i call it i won't continue slapping my hands uh, slapping my face okay or slapping myself but for some people they need to, some analyzing need something yeah, uh, i would say i am one of them <laughs> yeah so sometimes analyzing help but not analyzing in terms of indulging in the anxiousness Let's say if you are very anxious, you are like, uh, my son is not back yet, maybe accident come and all. If you keep thinking more, it doesn't help you. But if you think the other way, like if I sit here and keep thinking, worried about my son, it's not going to help. Mm. And it's going to make me anxious and make me waste my time. So why should I do that? That self-dialogue and analyzing is thinking, yes. Okay. But it's a way, a skillful thinking to help you out of the think, uh, anxiety thinking. Okay, so as long as my thinking process is making me to get out of the anxiety situations, yeah. and then I got an answer to overcome my anxiety condition. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but bear in mind, oh, um, it's quite tricky in the sense that if you have this aim of quickly want to get rid of anxiety, it also doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You have to have this curiosity to be with the anxiety. What does it mean, uh, curiosity being? Being with the anxiety means, uh, like when I say, last time I give the example of when I have pain, 
uh-huh. you are able to be with the pain okay. instead of trying to get rid of the pain. Okay. B means you are able to accept what's happening now. Mm. Accept doesn't mean surrender or resign. Or accept means this, this is what's happening. I, 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 whether I like it or not, it is happening now. So I accept it first. And then when I can accept it, you'll be quite surprised. Then it will change by itself because it's impermanent. The reason it didn't change is because we didn't accept it. We try to fight it. Okay. okay. I have one more question on talking about impermanence. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for us, this is my case. Like being uh, cultivating uh, Dharma in my daily drama. In past, like last year, I could, uh, while uh, Bante teaching about uh, something like don't don't uh, indulge to don't dwell into our thoughts. This practice, I I, I tried and I practice. I can be successful. So my question is, why sometimes we can be successful? Why sometimes we cannot be practical in our practice in that way? So does it mean that this is called impermanence? Sometimes can and sometimes cannot. Uh, because it depends on condition. Uh-huh. And depends on when I can practice that I see really the aha uh-huh, yeah. like what when they say that but after, after that yeah because certain things we, certain things are a bit difficult for us to see because of blind spot uh-huh. I think I've given this example that uh, there's one American coach who I follow him quite a lot because he keeps sharing this truth that. You, you don't, I'll explain more after this because you have this question. You don't actually experience the world. You experience what you think about the world, okay? So like you don't experience your, uh, what your boss say or your husband or your children say to you. You experience what you think they say to you, your interpretation, I, okay. okay? So he says he got one client. When you explain to him that you don't experience what other people do or say to you, you only experience what, you think other people do and say to you. So this client say he experimented with and he say he agreed this is true, except two things. One, he said, my wife, no. When my wife scold me, it's definitely my wife. It's nothing to do with what I think. And money is definitely money. It's not my thinking of money because it's blind spot. So there are certain things we can't see because our blind spot. And that you will see when you keep doing. So this guy... Again, the coach guide him and says, you know, can you really see, you know, is it really, it's, it's, it's true that the, 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 the anger, your anger comes from your wife, not from the thinking. Then he ponder and ponder and say, yeah, you got me there. It's from my thinking. Okay. So there are certain things which are a blind spot. So it's harder for us to see. We take more effort. Uh, when you say that, not necessary. Is our boss or necessary? Is our husband or anything? It can be a doctor, a, a, a professional doctor says the contents also will then uh, impact sometimes on us, right? Yeah, even, yeah, though it's not, even though it's not angry words, not uh, something, but the contents inside also might, might right? The, the, yeah, now we're talking about the contents, isn't it the ingredients of the speech? Yeah, so actually it's not the ingredients of someone's speech that affect you is your interpretation okay. so because sometimes one day uh quote 
examples more on bosses on family members on that but even professionals doctors, yeah, yeah anyone also, anyone okay anyone i why i use this is because it's closer mostly, to us mostly to we face it every time yeah but sometimes even the high educated uh, professionals they they may talk something like the ingredients but we easily like we are thinking on ourselves rather than we listen to the words yeah like for example the doctor might be non-biased and says, you know, um, your condition is very serious. Okay. And for you, condition very serious, maybe, you know, I am maybe dying soon. So you suddenly, you get alarmed and okay. then you get very stressed and so on. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. To him, he, he feel like nothing, but it's already, we are going yeah. to... Yeah. Even simple so thing. Different. One yeah. time, my brother went for heart checkup and then after the checkup waiting for a result, he was having his uh, breakfast and then the nurse came and says, you know, can you come and see the doctor now? And he said, can I finish my thing? So he said, no, you got to come now. And then he got like, is it must be very critical, maybe, you know, something bad result, but it wasn't. It's just that the nurse, don't know, for some reason wanted him to go. So it's our interpretation that makes us stress or not stress or happy and so on. It's not what the person say or do. Of course, what the person say or do has a catalyst. I'm not saying it doesn't have any effect, but your interpretation is what kills you. Okay, okay. Yeah, I understand. Okay, thanks. Thank you for the good questions. Okay, Carol, good to hear from you. Okay, brothers and sisters. I've been in Carol for a long time. Okay. <laughs> Okay, um, just want to let you know uh, one of my experience a uh, couple of days ago, my experience when I sat down to do my meditation, I tried to get back to, into my meditation. So I sat down and when I was, I closed my eyes and I was doing my meditation, all of a sudden I could feel something crawling on my face. But I just told myself, it's just a feeling, 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 you know? So uh, sensation is a sensation, is a feeling. Just told myself. And for a while, that, that, that feeling was there. And uh, what, uh, uh, after a while, it went off. After a while, it went off. Then uh, uh, I, I couldn't stop uh, thinking, you know, that hey, where's the feeling anymore? Is it there? Is it coming from where is it coming? So I've lost my concentration. In fact, I've lost my concentration. So what I did was I said, okay, I'm not doing it now, today, tonight. I, I give up, you know. When I give, get, get, give up, I, I um, went and uh, to keep my, roll up my yoga mat. I saw a cockroach running wow. away so my <laughs> my guess that feeling was it was okay. the cockroach that was crawling down my face i said oh, oh, oh what did i, I mean, <laughs> no uh, it was the cockroach i i think it was the cockroach and not anything else it was it was very close to me it was running off so that was my experience that i i managed to hold on for a while with that feeling of this thing crawling down my face, you know. And, That's incredible. Um, huh? 
That's incredible. Yes, but I couldn't hold on anymore. Yeah, I was so curious to know about this feeling. But I think if we, it's quite good work. If you can just be with whatever feeling, even for a while, it gives us, I don't know, it gives us a, a sense of uh, joy for me anyway, if I have this kind of experience. Mm, in a way, I, I did. I did. I said, wow, it was you, huh? That disturbed me. I said, hi, uh, please go away. Uh. <laughs> may you be well, may you be happy. That's what I did. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, that was my experience. Just wanted to share this. Okay, good. Thanks. Thanks. That's that's good. Um, so this is one of the training we can do that to be with whatever uh, that's happening with us. You can try this. But um, of course, uh, if there's a dangerous tiger or snake, then uh, please do whatever that needs to be done. Okay, but, but uh, having being able to be with whatever that happens give us a very strong, I don't know, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to say, it gives us a certain amount of bliss that we, we can be with whatever. Be, it's a contentment type of feeling. Okay, uh, Jing Tuan. Just a cockroach. Yes, Jing Tuan. Thank you, Bande and uh, brother and sister. Yeah, I would like to share a situation I encountered a few uh, weeks ago when I have to uh, send my printer for repair. Uh, I found a shop, um, but uh, after I parked my car, and obviously the shop is the other side of the building, which I have to find a way to get it, uh, to get over. And I was like... Uh, hoping to find a cleaner, who, I mean the sweeper who I saw. Oh. The, no one will actually, you know, um, bother my, nobody will know what you want. But suddenly one, uh, the cleaner, another cleaner suddenly just appeared and I was waiting for me to approach him. And before I could reach him, he already asked me, are you looking for uh, this company? Oh, this company is uh, then give me, start giving me the direction. And uh, a kind of feeling just arose and I quickly said, wow, I was actually looking for you and you here, you know, come, I mean, uh, appear in front of me. I just told him like that, you know, and uh, I was really, really thankful. And then uh, he, he just gave me a very, very uh, detailed direction. I do not know how, and then somehow at that time, I also like people want to like chills also run, running, run, coming out, nearly coming out with that kind of situation. So it was kind of very, uh, don't want to say. It, it sometimes happens to us um, when I think all of us have this experience where we want to call someone whom we haven't called for a long time, suddenly the phone ring and this person contact us. So Actually, when we are not lost in thoughts, we have a lot of intuition and a lot of uh, miracle happens. Actually, a lot of miracle happens every day, but it's just that, um, like Lee, the miracle of the car and so on, but it's just that we are too busy with our life that we never even aware of miracles happening in our life. And there's a quote about Winston Churchill, something about, you know, human has this tendency that they encounter a miracle happen, like, you know, they will just pick themselves up and as if nothing happened and continue on, even ignoring the miracle. 
But if you're not lost in the thoughts, actually many miracles happen in our everyday life. Okay, any last questions or sharing? Today is very good um, sharings and questions. I need, when people ask questions, then I can point to the directions that uh, we are in. So um, back to just now about this, before, if there's anyone, you know, you can ask questions, but this, uh, I think Irene asked me because I say, you know, you, you don't feel or experience people or circumstances. You experience your thinking of circumstances. When I use the word feel in the, I mean experience. Like you don't feel what your doctor, your parents or your children say or do. You feel your interpretation of what they say or do to you. So this one is uh, something that I keep, encouraging everyone to explore and to me it, it it changed my life because then i don't see that i'm a victim of the world i'm a victim of my own ignorance not the world my own ignorance as in when i get angry is my own self-created anger but it's not my fault because i'm ignorant of this fact when i'm scared is i'm scaring myself when i'm anxious is i'm creating the anxiety for myself. So when you keep seeing this, you will see more the illusory nature of the world, which is our um, aim in, the, in Buddhism. Illusory doesn't mean doesn't happen. It's, it shows that the world is, is a condition on our thinking, our interpretation, including this person, the, the I. So there's no permanent real I. There is a a fake illusory eye. Slowly when you see this, then you don't get trapped in samsas so much. But before that, we have this ability not limit to this mm. limited self. Mm. And you have infinite mm. potential. Mm. Okay. Any last questions? Mm. Or to uh, questions or sharing? Okay, Irene. You can unmute. Okay. One day just now when you say that uh you do you do I could not practice like for example uh I cannot see the, the knowing the truth or seeing the truth, huh? Then one day was saying that condition. So how can I be able to have a skillful thoughts and be able to see the 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 real truth uh frequently or as my practice in my daily drama? Uh what okay. can I do with my condition? Uh, you one way is when you you can't see sometimes it's because of blind spots so you got to keep exploring and another one is not to believe fully your thoughts okay when i say thoughts actually uh i have to be careful because your intuition comes with thoughts comes in the form of thoughts also your wisdom comes in the form of thoughts but yeah. that one you know very clearly. Like sometimes you just know without a doubt you have to maybe go here or meet this person. But sometimes you have this, my, no, should I do this? Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe if I do this, this happens. You have a lot of thinking, wandering thinking. That one is, uh, don't believe that. 
or the thinking that I'm stupid, I'm lousy, I'm hopeless, I'm useless person, all these judgmental thoughts, they are, they are not wisdom. Wisdom doesn't come in these kind of thoughts. Wisdom comes in like, I need to go there, or I need to do this thing. Or sometimes some bright idea comes. Is it to do with something with lack of experience? No, experience helps you to be skillful in certain things. But wisdom is the is already inness and the, the natural love, happiness that we seek for is also in us. The wisdom is already in us. You don't need extra experience. Experience helps in, let's say if you don't know how to play piano, this yeah. one you, you cannot come naturally from you need to to practice and train and oh, so on. Yeah. Okay. Then one you need experience. Okay. But wisdom, but wisdom, wisdom, how to enhance more wisdom? How wisdom to enhance more dharma? Wisdom for dharma for, for daily life, how to enhance wisdom is number one, you got to at least have certain amount of faith to start with that you already have the wisdom. Okay. And then only you can look. If you don't believe it at all, you close the door, you can't. Okay. Second is try to be in this feeling of the, the childlike, carefree, happy nature when you are a kid. That childlike, happy, free nature, that feeling will allow wisdom to flow, to, to allow us to be in the flow. So then if your next question is how to be in that childlike nature, try not to um, believe in your thoughts. When you don't believe in your thoughts, you won't get lost in your thoughts. When you don't get lost in your thoughts, then you'll be in this carefree, childlike nature. Or another way is once in a while, take a walk in the park or somewhere to really you know, totally drop all your thinking into the body, feel the body to be to be away from the thinking. Thinking is not bad. It's just that when you're too lost in it, you don't, you can't allow this wisdom to come up. I sound very contrasting. You see, my question all like very small little girl, but my mind might not, my mind is full of, full of thoughts like, but then it becomes so mature, but the, the words up from my mouth is like a little girl that asking questions like, 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 like most of our brother and sister, they aware and they know question. They, they already have this knowledge. But myself, like no, these are good questions. Like knowing to me, it's good questions because uh, no, I need people to ask these kind of questions because these kind of questions will guide us to 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 discover back our innate nature. Nature, yeah. Okay. Thank you, I think we'll finish here today. We are very good. Uh, discussions. Um, thanks everyone. We will share merits and meet next week again. Okay. We will share merits with all the devas, dharma protectors, guidance deities, share merits with all sentient beings, share merits with all family member, relative friends, especially departed family member, relative friends and chesters. Make aspirations always with the wise, avoid the foolish, be free from greed, hatred, delusion. In the end, again, share merits with all beings, wishing all beings equal share of merits. 
เอตาวตาชาเมหิสัมปดังปุญญสัมปดังสาเบเดวานุโมดันตุสาเบสัมปติสิตยเอตาวตาชาเมหิสัมปดังปุญญสัมปดังสาเบบุตานุโมดันตุสาเบสัมปติสิตยเอตาวตาชาเมหิสัมปดังปุญญสัมปดังสาเบสัตานุโมดันตุสาเบสัมปติสิตยดามเมญาตินังหอตุสุขิตาหอนตุญาตายุดามเมญาตินังหอตุสุขิตาหอนตุญาตายุดามเมญาตินังหอตุสุขิตาหอนตุญาตายุดามเมปุญญังอาสวะขยาวหังหอตุดามเมปุญญังนิบาณาสาปัจายุหอตุมามาปุญญาบากังสาบสัตานังปะเจมะเตสะเบเมสัมมปุญญาบากังลาบันตุสาดุสาดุสาดุสุขิหอตุ thanks everyone hopefully next week please ask questions or do sharing like this week thanks สาดุสาดุ